4: All right, Pharrell back on Coast to Coast. We bring in the birthday boy, Mafia, Brian Sionner, to talk about UFC 275. Hold on. Is he drunk? He's all right? Not all yet. right. Soon. He's not drunk yet. Uh, the IPA truck's here. Oh, Jesus. It won't be long now, then, will it? Uh, 275 in Singapore. I love this card, birthday boy, because uh, my girl, uh, my second favorite all-time, Joanna J, is in there. Again, Zhang Wiley, that's going to be crazy. And then Shevchenko's a freak. She's fighting Santos and uh, Glover Teixeira against Prozaka. It doesn't get any better in those three fights.
5: No, those are all the three ones that you really need to focus on. I mean, it's a stack card of those top three. It kind of tapers off after that. But when you're looking at that card, as you said, Singapore, 10 o'clock Eastern time, and it'll be on pay-per-view. So no cover high. You cannot watch this one for free. I'm sorry. As good as it is, you'll have to pay for it. And at the top of the card, we got the light heavyweight championship, Glover Teixeira, who first got the belt at the age of 41, the oldest guy to ever get the belt for the first time. He's fighting pro here. And Yuri Prozaki is a badass. He's, you know, very exciting. But he's only fought in the UFC twice so far. He's got two nice knockouts. But he's getting all this shine for two performances in the, the octagon here and getting to be the favorite. I know he's younger, 29 years old, and he's, you know, exciting. But, you know, he's even said himself that, He needs to fight differently in this fight against Deshera because Deshera will make you pay for your mistakes. Go ask, you know, your boy Jan Blahovich. what happened? You know, he smothered him. He dominated him, beat him in two rounds. A guy that looked, you know, like an absolute beast in that division, he made him look feeble with his wrestling and just absolutely dominating him. So for me, you know, one, you hear Prozaka saying he's got to change his fight style. That worries me because he comes in, he's exciting. That's. The way that he fights, that's what he's known for. If all of a sudden he's got to change that, he's got to alter that, he's got to be a little more cautious because he's worried about what Deshera does Then he's already getting in his head. And two, if all of a sudden he says, you know what, I got to fight my fight and I'm going to open up, well, then he's going to pay for it. Then he's going to take it down. Then he's going to get beat up by this guy, even though he's 42 years old. So I don't know why the champ is such a big underdog. I know Przac is exciting with the knockouts. I'm still going with Glover Deshera here at plus 164. I'm also going to say it goes over one and a half rounds because they're saying, hey, look rajaka has got knockouts. Teixeira can knock guys out. This is going to go quick, but you heard the guy say himself, he's got to fight more cautiously, so it's not going to go quick. Over 1.5, minus 138. I'm also going to take Teixeira a double chance, KO or TKO, or submission, plus 240, because in a lot of his fights, his last six fights, the win streak that he's on right now, four by KO, one submission, one decision, so you're playing the odds there. If you want to go by just submission, plus 380, because he likes to take guys down, some of them choke him out like he did against Blahovic. But I'm going to play it where we have both those because you never know how a fight goes. That's how I'm going to take that one. You also talked about Bullet Shevchenko in this one, the women's flyweight title. So we got two title fights on this one fighting Taya Santos. And, you know, she's a nice fighter, came in through the Contender Series, has a nice win streak going, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. She's fighting Bullet Shevchenko. And unless you're weighing 135 pounds and your name is Amanda Nunez, she's not losing to you. She has not lost in this division ever in the UFC. She's 8-0. She's defended the belt six times. To the point that Dana White said before this fight she wins tonight she wins this fight she defends it again whatever she wants to do I'm cool with she wants to go back up and try to fight Nunez or Pena for that belt again go ahead because there's really nothing left for her in this division her opponent even said herself like she's one of the most complete fighters that you know exists in the history of the MMA she's one of the most complete fighters she has no holes she beats you however she wants so I'm going to take her obviously the odds are terrible as usual not as bad as it's been before but mine is 720 that's just ugly. So, how we're gonna bet it total rounds under four and a half. There's a five-round fight. It's not going all the way. Plus 112 for under four and a half rounds, and her by KO TKO at plus two fifty because she's won her last two that way, three of her last four, and six of her last eight in this division. Guys, we welcome in all our radio affiliates from all across the country. Sports Map, Sports Byline Series, XM channel 159. Welcome into, of course, Pharrell Costa Coast as we go through this UFC 275 in Singapore. And last one, like you mentioned, your girl, JJ. You want to hear Jacek? Or I probably butchered it again. As much as I try to get that name right, it is so hard. And JJ, Joanna Murder, whatever she wants to be called, former champ in this division, was badass. She depended the belt five times. But, but, she hasn't fought in two years. And her last fight was against Wei Lei Zhang, who she's fighting in this fight, who is another former champ, who was 21-0 after losing her first career fight. And the only person she's lost to since then, is Rose Namunas, who beat J.J. twice. So J.J. can say she thinks she's the greatest ever. No, you're not. You're not even the greatest in the division because Rose Namunas beat you twice, so she goes up above you, and as we said, Valentina Shevchenko's there, Nunez, she was great. Right now, we don't know where she's at. She hasn't fought in two years, hasn't, you know, done really well in a couple of years here. I'm going way late here, minus 172. Both of them are tough. It's only a three-round fight it's a non-title fight. So i'm taking waylay by points at plus 150 and if you also got a fan duel boost right now waylay and shevchenko to both win plus 120.
4: i like that hey how about the bare knuckle i know you do the show on the network for a uh, bare knuckle fighting they announced a huge august fight uh what's that deal and then there's a big fight night tomorrow night for the bare knuckle
5: yeah they have the heavyweights battle Alan Talent belcher who was a longtime ufc middleweight now Number one in the heavyweight division fighting Big Frank Tate. Both these guys get knockouts. It's, it might be over quick. And both of them have said it's probably going to be over quick. So make sure you tune in as it starts. Otherwise, you might miss it. And they had the big card in July that they're doing over the sea, over the pond in London. We talked to Dave Feldman, the president and CEO, on this week's episode. He said that's just a start. They're going to go Germany, Peru, Mexico. But on the London card, they just announced Michael Venom Page from Bellator is going to be fighting against Platinum Mike Perry, the former UFC fighter. Bellator doing a deal with him, letting him fight for one fight, as they've done with Juan. They've done, you know, a lot of cross promotions. Scott Coker is always willing to work with other guys. He's worked with the BKFC, letting Michael Venom Page fight in London. Let's
4: go, man. A lot of knuckles flying this weekend. Happy birthday, ma The fans uh, get very restless uh, if they don't get Dr. Shivago on a Friday on Coast to Coast. Thank God we've got Dr. David Chow from Sports Injury Central with us, per usual, fresh off the OR and cleaning up a, a knee, a little ACL, MCL double tear, did it in under an hour while having a Kojak lollipop in his mouth. Unbelievable how gifted he is. Uh, Hey, Doc, good to see you. Uh, Always uh, love having you on the show. What's the latest with Steph Curry's leg, foot, and Tatum's shoulder for tonight? I know Tatum's tweet. I don't think Curry's uh, leg is is that bad. I think they're uh, playing that up. I still think he's going to play and go off.
1: Uh, I'm with you. Uh, When it happened in-game, and Steph said it was similar to before, looking at the video, Myself and the other pro basketball NBA docs at Sports Injury Central, we didn't think that was very bad foot injury, midfoot injury at all. And we had optimism all along that he will be fine in play. In fact, we're more worried still about Tatum's shoulder, right, that right shoulder stinger every game, he's grabbing at it and et cetera. So Tatum's six score is only, uh, is lower than uh, Steph Curry's. So more worry there than than, uh, for the Celtics.
4: I actually, I got to be honest with you, when he was on the floor uh, writhing in pain, I didn't buy it. I, I didn't think he was that bad. He laid there for like 30, 40 seconds, and I was like, I think that's all drama. I, I never thought there was anything wrong with him. I think he left that game because they were getting their ass beat.
1: Well, he got hurt at 4.07. He stayed in for two more minutes. the The, the score wasn't close in the final two minutes, and then he exited. So... Uh, whatever it is. And, and look, I, I can see how athletes can get momentarily scared. Oh, here it goes again. I felt something, but I don't think it's that bad. And I think Curry will basically be full go tonight.
4: How much time off do you think, uh, the AVs uh, cadre, uh, will need after thumb surgery? Cause I've heard that, uh, he'll be back by game three or four.
1: Well, we hope so if it's, it was a, you know, obviously with the gloves on and going hitting up against the the boards, it's hard to see what it was. If it was a thumb ligament tear, like the omoclato and repair it, I do think he can return, but it's possible. It's a base of the thumb fracture. And if that's what he had surgery for, he might not be able to make it back at all.
4: When you've seen Tiger Woods struggle to get around the golf courses, uh, at the masters and at the PGA championship and he quit. And now he's not going to play next week at the uh, Brookline U S open. And he's trying to play at, at St. Andrews when you saw him struggling with that leg after that car crash, uh, did you think that you'd ever see him win again or be able to play at a high level, competitive high, big money level? in a major or otherwise, I saw a guy that was finished.
1: There's no question that accident was very severe. And after that accident, you know, I did not think he would return to full form. I thought Nicholas's major record was safe. Look, to give him credit, he did play in the Masters when most, including I, did not think he would play. I did not think he would play because I didn't think he could be competitive. He could compete and enter but he couldn't be competitive. Yeah, he posted him one under first round, but look what happened around, and he made the cut, but look at round three and four, 78-78. And that's not Tiger. The PGA, he didn't even finish. Look, it's been six, uh, what, a year and a half since that injury. It's not miraculously going to get better in another month or two. It's something that he's going to need to work around. And I'm not hating on Tiger. I have a lot of respect for Tiger. If anything, also, I'm respecting the rest of the field. It's just not that easy. You really have to be at the top of your game all the way around to, uh, win nowadays in golf.
4: And, you know, frankly, it's a young man's game. Now you see these guys that are winning these things. They're young. Uh, the Mets. Tiger changed the
1: game. I mean, I mean, I mean, Scott, you're, you're, you and I were old enough to know, look at what, you know, pre tiger, there was a question that some people had is golf a skill or a sport, right? Tiger redefined that. He came in in shape, weightlifting, you know, the whole deal. Right. Young man, hit it further. Now it's a young man's game. Golf, you ask anyone now, they all say golf is a sport, not a skill. And and that was Tiger redefining that, I believe.
4: So how much of a bullet did the Mets dodge with the uh, polar bear, Alonzo, getting beamed in his hand and the Sterling Marte injury the other night
1: Well, you know, I don't think Alonso's that bad. Uh, That injury happened in San Diego against the Padres. Uh, Soreness on the hand, nothing broken for Alonso. expecting him back any day. Uh, Sterling Marte with the quad strain, uh, he'll be lucky to dodge the 10-day IL, so we'll see on on him.
4: So Kershaw is going to pitch this weekend against the Giants. Uh, You've seen him breaking down now at his age. Uh, I'm not surprised at all that he's just constantly got problems. Do you expect more of the same the rest of the season and his career's about over?
1: Well, I mean, he's still an elite pitcher, but you have to be careful, especially with the lockout and short, short uh, training camp, spring training. You remember when he had that perfect game going and everyone gave the Dodgers manager grief for pulling him. Well, he pulled them to avoid some of these breakdown injuries, especially as the season goes. And so I think the Dodger manager at that point, Dave Roberts, made the right move for the length of the season. And look, uh, uh, he would have been very much criticized if he would have gotten hurt coming back out for the ninth inning just for that perfect game.
4: Fair enough, but he got hurt anyway.
1: Well, that means he's, you know, uh, you have to be extra careful. (laughs) Might have got hurt sooner or worse.
4: Yeah, he's uh, crystal at this point, if you ask me. Mike Trout. Uh, is going to try to return today. How do you think he's going to perform? Uh, if that guy gets injured and they just lost 14 in a row, finally won a game. If that guy goes down again, I'd say their season goes down the drain.
1: Yeah, you know, I think because of the losing streak and and what they have, that that Trout probably feels pressure to come back quickly. I mean, you got to be very careful there. I mean, is it tightness and crap? They did not get an MRI. Is that because they're sure there's no strain, or are they sticking their head in the sand and maybe Trout didn't want to find a mild strain and just wants to play through? Uh, Hopefully he can do it.
4: How long do you think before we see Jameson Williams? Well,
1: you know, His head coach, Dan Campbell at the Lions, said he wouldn't necessarily be there in the beginning of the season, et cetera. That's what we said at the time of the draft, even though look at how great he's running straight ahead. That's just not the game of football. Uh, Look, uh, I hope that he can be productive for the Lions the second half of the season. I would expect him to start on PUP. He had the late national championship game uh, injury tearing his ACL. So he's got to recover from his injury and jump a level to the NFL Give the kids some time. I think Dan Campbell's correct. He's not gonna be there early season.
4: What do you expect to see from uh, Saquon Barkley this year? He's talking about how great he is now, finally has his confidence back in his knee, full on, ready to go. And last year, that wasn't the case.
1: Yeah, last year coming in, we gave him a six score of like 63 coming into the season, i.e. 63% of what his usual production is, because he just wasn't going to be ready or full go all year, and he wasn't himself. This is now his second year back. We have his sixth score up in the 90s. We have a, done over 40 athletes in the preseason injury preview at SICscore.com, Saquon, CMC. We talk about Michael Thomas, why he might be the third receiver for the Saints this year, a bunch of things. We have a Chris Carson uh, worry article posting. So, uh, But we're, we're high on uh, Saquon. We think we we believe what he's saying. He should be good this year.
4: Listen, uh, there's nothing better on earth than Sports Injury Central and Dr. Chivago, Dr. David Chow out in San Diego. Have a great weekend, my friend. We'll see you again next week. Great
3: stuff. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: boy dr Chivago getting involved all right carver high the phillies are on a bagel a week then a wafer a croissant
7: they certainly are right right now, Scotty. Don't look now, but the Phillies have won seven in a row uh, to climb themselves back to one game under 500 28 and 28-29, and only two games out uh, of the final wildcard spot in the National League. Bryce Harper, a big reason why. He continues to hit extremely long fly balls on NBC Sports Philadelphia yesterday in Milwaukee. Out to south field.
4: That's well hit. Taylor's going back toward the wall. It is gone. High up on the scoreboard. A monster home run for Bryce Harper. His
3: 15th of the year. And again, it's not affecting his swing as he gives the Phillies a 4-2 lead. I
4: mean, uh, I always tell you, man, you bet this guy to hit 35 homers and it's money. And he's just—he's already halfway there almost, and he's just dangerous every time he walks to the plate. Again, living up to the big money deal in Philly.
7: Uh, Certainly is the Marlins beat the Nationals last night four to two. Strasburg did come back. Got off to a shaky start, settled down a little bit, uh, but good to see Steven back out there. Cleveland beat Oakland last night, eight to four. Scotty, another team, look out. Now back over five hundred, only three games back of the Twins in the AL Central. Jose Ramirez going yard for the fifteenth time this year. Last night on Valley Sports, Cleveland, designated hitter. And he just hit one a mile.
4: Another guy uh, that rakes, Ramirez, and, you know, they've had a long home stand, so let's not get all caught up in the Guardians because they've won a few games uh, at home. Let's slow down with that. Chill.
7: Uh, (laughs) Especially, uh, look, we've said this a few times. Uh, When Oakland comes to town, uh, you better get fat. Uh, which is what yeah. Cleveland needs to do uh, this weekend. The Buccos last night opened a series in Atlanta against the Braves, Scotty. Our boy Baker was on the mound, did not get off to a good start. Travis Darnot, the RBI double on Valley Sports South.
4: Smog down oh. fair into the left field corner. Look at Dansby fly. Around second, on his way right to 3rd swagger Swaggarty's got a cannon. They're going to send it. Relay throw to the plate. Dansby beats the red. Another two-out run for the Braves. It's three to nothing. I mean, he's got the best nickname on the show, "Cold Brew," but he's just zero oh, and six. I mean, he just absolute hairdryer city, he never wins. But I mean, the guy. It's not like he gave up nine runs. I mean, they lost
7: three to one. Calm down. No. Uh, close game, and your boy Cawinski, Uh Jack Sewinski, had a homer last night for the only bucko run. Eight. Leads National League leads National League rookies in home runs now, Swinski, so uh, he's played pretty well for them. And the Braves also, eight in a row now. So the Phillies have won seven in a row, the Braves have won eight in a row, and the Mets uh, have those couple of injuries that we talked about. So the Braves have actually cut it to six and a half in the division. It was 10, what, a week ago? With this eight-game winning streak, they were able to shave three or four games uh, off of that lead from the Mets. Uh, Also last night, a wild game in Minneapolis uh, between the Yankees and the Twins. Our boy Garrett Cole, he got racked uh, in the (laughs) feed. He didn't last very long. He gave up five home runs, two of them to Byron Buxton, and it looked like the Yankees... We're finally going to lose a series to the Twins. But, Scotty, some unlikely sources get the Yankees back in the ballgame. Two home runs from Joey Gallo got them closer. And then Aaron Hack with a homer to tie the game at 7 on WFAN in New York.
5: Smith 2-2. Swung on and hit in the air to right field in deep. It is high. Not as far. It is gone. He did hit a home run on the next pitch. He did tie the game. Aaron Hicks. Hicks. Hits one to the sticks. It's a two-run blast. The ninth home run of the game. And the game is tied at seven.
4: Listen, uh, that's the first time that guy's done anything in two years. So, uh... I am telling you, he is a plague. I want nothing to do with that guy on this team. I want him gone more than any other player. First, I had to get rid of Guardy party who sucked. And now I got to get rid of this guy who's hairdryer city. I don't care if he hit a home run last night and your boy Ernest and, and Julio Gallo with the <laughs> burgundy wine with two home runs. I almost fell over because that guy strikes out more than anyone on earth.
7: Gallo, in the last week, uh, actually hitting about three three homers and six RBIs. So Gallo actually, in the last couple days, uh, has picked up his play a little bit for the Bombers. And listen, that's typical Twins. 7-3 lead, they rack Cole early in the game, and they still lose to the Yankees.
4: I mean, that's just... I've never seen can't that guy get up
7: five home runs. <laughs> he was awful last night. Uh, and, and you know what? The ball was flying out. There was nine home runs in the game between the two teams and we know how Cole uh does have a tendency to give up all those solo shots but I mean each home run was longer than the next five of uh, them for Garrett Cole Um, yeah five of them uh for Garrett Cole last night not a good start he's our Royals beat the yeah he's the ace all right Royals beat the Orioles we'll see if he's the ace the first week of October uh let's see him be the ace ace, then (laughs) sure Royals beat the Orioles seven to five last night why we not might have for to call him that and...
4: now? What do you think, Carver? Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. From this point
7: forward. Uh, we could do that. We could run with Ace Ventura. Sure, why not? Uh, with the Royals actually winning a game, I thought that I'd give him a little something over at LTN in Kansas City. A Carlos Santana sighting. Yes, he's still in the league on Bally Sports Kansas City. That ball is busted
4: deep to right field. And-
5: Santa, he stays hot.
4: Well, speaking of uh, the, you know, Orioles listening to the Royals, uh, we got another family feud going on, don't we? With yeah. the Orioles, we got yeah. the we got the Charger family feud with the sister <laughs> yep. against the brothers. Now we got don't we have two brothers going at it here?
7: Uh, that's right. The two sons of Orioles owner Peter Angelos uh, are involved in a lawsuit over the future ownership of the team. Allegedly, the one brother says, Scotty, uh, that the other one wants to get control and move the team out of Baltimore, preferably to Nashville. Uh, We have heard a lot of talk about Nashville getting a major league team. Of course, the one son wants to keep it in Baltimore when he has control, so we have a family quarrel uh, in the Angelos household about the future. (laughs) Of the Orioles down there, uh, I mean, they've had a lot of bad
4: teams move out of uh, Baltimore before and get people uh, yep. upset. Uh, you know, I don't, I just don't know how that's going to go over with the Orioles. I always thought, you know, back in the day, they had more juice than, let's face it, uh, than the Colts. Uh, When they bolted, I mean, the Orioles have been forever in a a long lineage of of success and World Series and great players. And uh, I can't fathom the Orioles leaving Baltimore. I just can't have it. Look, if you're going to stick a team in Nashville, stick a team in Las Vegas, stick a team in Nashville, add two, and that's the end of it.
7: If we're going to stick a team anywhere or take a team to stick somewhere, we've got plenty of better candidates than the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, we've got Oakland. We've got Tampa Bay. We've got plenty of other teams that we can go stick somewhere else. Uh, before I think Oakland the will go to Vegas. At, at, at That's what should happen. Move Oakland to Vegas. Move Tampa to Nashville. Let's call it a day. We don't have to add any Boom. more teams. We're done with it Boom. right there. Uh, yesterday, of course, in the afternoon, the Dodgers beat the White Sox 11-9. and there was a moment in this game, Scotty, where Tony Larusa decided to intentionally walk Trey Turner with a one-two count. Uh, we don't see that very often. Usually, you do the intentional walk when a guy comes up; you want to put him on first, whatever. He let the pitcher get two strikes and then did the intentional walk. Max Muncy hit the next pitch over the fence for a three-run homer. And Tony Larusa, afterwards, doesn't understand why everybody thought it was such a crazy move. Uh, here's Tony. Can you explain the uh, thought process on the intention
3: walk with... Um, with t- t- Turner? Turner. At 1-2. So let me ask you a question. Okay. Is, there, is there some question about whether that was a, a good move or not? At, well, I guess at 1-2 is the question. At the Do You one. know what he hits against left-hand pitching with one oh one 0 one or 2 strikes? You know what he hits? He does it well, him, right? well, you know what Muncy hits with 2 strikes with against left-hand pitch uh, I mean, is that really a question? Because it was one and two? Turner was a, a strike left against a left-hander is not something you can avoid if you can. And we had an open base and Muncie happened to be the guy what? behind him. And that's a better matchup. I mean, again, somebody disagrees, that's the beauty of this game. Welcome to it. But that that wasn't a tough call. Was there a reason for waiting until one-two, though? Not huh? right was there a reason to not do it right away and wait till one-two? So that's when, they, that's when the, the pitch got away.
4: Listen, uh, I think Tony knows more baseball than every guy in that room uh, times 10. Uh, so I, I know they want to rip him and they want to shred him and everything else. I think they should be more worried about how they've played uh, till this point of the season than about uh, an intentional walk and a home run that followed. That was a wild game. They had every chance in the world to win the game, and they didn't, and I'm just glad I bet on the Dodgers.
7: Uh, Umpire Angel Hernandez asked an appeals court to reinstate his lawsuit against Major League Baseball. More claims uh, of racism from Angel Hernandez, Scotty, uh, going there. We will have the rest of tonight's games when we come back.
4: You know, he may get his lawsuit, but he's the worst on of the
3: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
4: All right, Carver, let's hit these uh, baseball games tonight around the majors.
7: Yes, we have a full slate on a Friday night. 15 games, every team in action. Of course, we will start in Philadelphia, where the Phillies, as we mentioned, have won seven in a row. They have the D-backs in town to start a weekend series. Kyle Gibson against Zach Gallen tonight, up to minus 156 for the Phillies. Eight and a half is the total.
4: Yeah, I like the under in this game, uh, first and foremost. I'll stay with the Phillies because they're on fire, but uh, Gibson, who's been really good for the Phillies, has not been as great as Gallon has been for Arizona. Gallon is 4-1 with a 2-4 ERA. The guy has done everything you can fathom uh, for the D-backs. I think this game stays under. I think it's a good game tonight at Citizens. I'm going to stay with the Phillies because they're so hot. Can't get off those rails.
7: The Cubbies visit the Bronx this weekend, Scotty. Don't see this very often. We have Luis Severino against Wade Miley. Yankees heavy lumber, minus minus two fifty, eight and a half the total.
4: Another one uh, that I'm going to keep under because I think uh, Severino's been uh, very tough for the Yankees. Uh, 295 ERA. I love that. And then uh, Wade Miley's been pretty impressive for the Cubs all things being equal with a 3 the 338. I think it's a good game tonight, an under, tight baseball game, two decent pitchers. I'm going to still take the Yankees.
7: The Blue Jays head to Detroit this weekend to take on the Tigers. They have Jose Berrios going tonight against Rodriguez, minus 220, road favorites for Toronto. Total now up to 9 in this game.
4: Yeah, I think this is going to go way over eight and a half, nine. I'm looking at 12 to 15 runs in this game at least because uh, Berrios has given up five plus a game. Rodriguez is just flat out awful for the Tigers. His ERA is in double digits. Uh, I look for an explosion of runs, and I'm staying with the Jays because the Tigers suck.
7: The Buccos in Atlanta again tonight. They have Contreras going. The Braves have won eight in a row. Minus 205 for Atlanta. Total down to eight.
4: Yeah, I'm under here as well. Like last night's game was 3-1. Both of these guys, Contreras is the young star for the Pirates with a 193 ERA. And then you look at Strider, 276 ERA. Hasn't been getting the, the bats to go along with his tough pitching for the Braves. I'm sticking with the Braves. Because they're in fuego right now, rolling, and they've always owned the Pirates. Give me the Braves, any under.
7: The Rays are in Minnesota this weekend. Of course, the Twins coming off the tough loss to the Yankees last night. Rays just swept the Cardinals at home. Uh, Twins now minus 120 with Smeltzer on the mound. Rasmussen starts for the Rays, who are now plus 102, total up to 9.
4: Uh, Again, another great pitching matchup. Rasmussen's been great. He's been winning. He's 5-2 with a 3 ERA. And then you look at Smeltzer, 2-0 with an unbelievable 1.93 ERA. Give me the under, and I'm going to go Twinkies at home in a close one. I'd be willing to take the run and a half with the Raves on the other side.
7: The Rangers and the White Sox this weekend in Chicago. Lopez gets the ball For the White Sox, now minus 142, total of nine.
4: Yeah, so I'm on the White Sox here. Martin uh, over Otto. Uh, I like the over in this game. Both of these guys allowing around five runs a game. Give me the over, and I'm going to stay with the White Sox.
7: The Mets open a series this weekend in Anaheim against the Angels, who busted up... The 14-game losing streak last night against the Red Sox. Tyler McGill comes off the IL for the Mets. He gets the start. Diaz for the Angels. Mets the road favorite, minus 132.
4: Yeah, I'm on the Angels here. They finally cracked the egg last night and won a game. I'm going to take them again. McGill's been out. He's coming back off of injury. Uh, They're not going to let him pitch more than in the fifth inning. Uh, I like this to be a bullpen game. I like the Angels, and I like the over.
7: Rockies in Petco tonight against the Padres. Chad, you're so cool against Joey Musgrove. Heavy lumber, minus 250 for the Padres. Total
4: 7.5. You know, cool. 3-1-7 ERA, and then Musgrove's unbeaten 6-0 with a one six four ERA. Right now, Joe Musgrove is my Cy Young winner early in the season, the way he's been pitching for the Padres. I like San Diego. I like the under. And they're my number one play tonight on on PharrellOnEvenge.com in baseball.
7: Red Sox into Seattle tonight to take on the Mariners, Rich Hill and Marco Gonzalez. The starters now minus 108 each way, total at eight and a half.
4: Yeah, here's another over waiting to happen. This is going to be a wild game, sticky in Boston. Both of these guys, four or five runs a game. I'm going to go Hill here and the Bo Sox and the over over Seattle. Uh, As I've said many times, not impressed with the five-game under uh, Seattle Mariners. And the Red Sox are a couple games over five hundred. I like them at Fenway tonight and the over.
7: The Dodgers and the Giants get together in San Francisco this weekend. Walker Bueller uh, starts tonight for L.A. He got racked by the Mets last week. He looks to improve on that. Dodgers minus 154 now total eight and a half Junis going for the Giants
4: you know uh, I've seen uh Bueller getting lit up lately so I'm gonna take a flyer on the over here at eight and a half and I'm gonna go Junis beats him he's three and one with a two-5 era I think the over hits I think it's a wild game in the city by the bay I like the Giants here and uh they're my number three play on Bench.com.
7: And here is the rest of the card, Scotty. The Brewers have actually lost six in a row now. They're in a bit of a, of a skid themselves. They have Ash tonight in Washington against the Nationals. We have the A's and the Guardians in Cleveland again, the Orioles and the Royals at Kauffman. Miami opens a series in Houston against the Astros tonight. Lopez, who's pitched great for them, against Garcia. And the Reds are in Cincinnati tonight with Louis Castillo on the mound against the Cardinals.
4: Yeah, I love that Lopez bet in Houston tonight as a go for it type of ticket. I'm going to take Miami there. My number six play at the top there. I'm, I'm going to go with the Brewers anyway, because the Nationals are that bunk. They're awful. I like the Brewers and the over there. And then I'm going to take the A's on the streets in Cleveland. Just when everybody thinks the Guardians are so great, they're going to get backdoored by the A's. As far as the O's Royals, I still got to go O's at Kaufman and Reds cards. I'm on the cards at Bush every day, six ways till Sunday and the over.
7: There is your night in Major League Baseball. Let's cash a lot of tickets, make a lot of money. Uh, on Why the not? Volleyball. Let me give you a couple of updates with what's happening in the golf, Scotty. Of course, we have the RBC Canadian Open going right now at St. George's in Toronto. And look who we got here still at the top of the leaderboard. Wyndham the Butler Clark, uh, nine under now, two under on the day through 14. He's still on the course. Looks like, Scotty, the butler might have a lead going into the weekend. I would bet that he doesn't finish it out, though, over Saturday and Sunday. Matthew Fitzpatrick is right behind him at 7-under. Keith, don't call me Joni Mitchell at 6-under. He was one of our picks on Wednesday. Uh, that was one of our guys on Wednesday when we were uh, giving out the picks before the tournament. Rory is at 6-under. He'll be a factor. Scotty Scheffler and Mr. Burns at 4-under as well. Uh, and Shane Lowry at 4-under. So we do have some guys, Scotty, within sh- uh, shouting distance of the butler heading into the weekend. But yesterday,
4: you made uh, at least 220 bucks on that guy yes. finishing uh, first, right? That was a great bet. Yeah.
7: That was yesterday, and now uh, I'm done with him. And I will pick some guys to chase him down over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. I will not bet on the Butler uh, to finish the job uh, up in Toronto. And next, what about your boy Varner? Uh, Varner fell off today. He's actually two over. Uh, finished. He's at three under right now, so he's six shots back. Uh, not a good Friday uh, for right. Harold Varner the right. Third. Now next week, right. U.S. Open. At Brookline, Uh, you know how much uh, we love the majors here on Coast to Coast. Uh, We will have you covered uh, as we look to crown another U.S. Open champion. And all the guys from the Live Golf Tour will fly across the pond after playing in London this weekend to participate at Brookline as well. Charles Schwartzel, Scotty, has a three-shot lead in London heading into the final round tomorrow. They only play three rounds there, not four. So, Charles Schwartzel looking for the win tomorrow. That is right. Looking to finish it off in London. Three-shot lead. Dustin Johnson uh, is five back. He's at one under. Phil had a rough day. Uh, After shooting one under yesterday, he is now four over for the tournament. So, five over for Phil. Not a good scene there. Those but guys
4: are gonna get—they're gonna get dragged by the paid. media through the mud oh. next week in Brookline. They're gonna get abused. They're not even gonna talk golf. They're just gonna talk they're about. Not gonna talk golf. Human rights and why they deserted the PGA and money. That's what they're gonna do to them.
7: If you thought this week uh, was excruciating with all the clips we played of guys getting asked about the Saudis and getting asked, you just wait until the rest of the media in the states gets a hold of them. When they come here uh, for the U.S. Open next week, and Bryson also officially signed his Live uh, tour deal today, uh, he will get a lot of money. And Rocket Mortgage, one of his main sponsors, uh, said goodbye. They terminated their deal with Bryson as soon as he put pen to paper with the Live folks. Uh, so what? He's getting so what? I he's mean, getting he's 150 gonna make million so much money.
4: Do you know? Like, uh, you understand? Let me let me uh, just clear this up. So these people, what do you mean? These people, Anyway, these, people. these Saudis, you understand, you know, like the pipeline they got with oil. Yes. That's the same pipeline they got with green money. So yep. when they just, they'll give 200 million to this guy, hundred million to this guy, 50 million to this guy, a hundred million. I mean, they're just doing whatever they want. Money to them is like literally water in your faucet, in your kitchen. It just yep. keeps running and dripping. It doesn't matter. It, Believe it doesn't me matter. you. Uh, Bryson DeShambo, do you think he gives a rat's ass about his Rocket Mortgage deal
7: Mm-mm. please trust me uh he wasn't getting 125 million dollars from Rocket Mortgage uh and that's what he's getting from these folks uh over there to go play golf with them so look they spent over 400 million on just Phil DJ and Bryson uh, you know, they're still going to give out some money to Patrick Reed and a couple other It grows other on palm well, trees so out there. It it, it certainly does. Uh, speaking of big money, Tiger Woods, officially a billionaire, Scotty. That's why he doesn't need uh, the nine-figure deal uh, from the Live Golf Tour. He's perfectly fine because uh, he's I'm already surprised. a
4: billionaire. I, I'm really surprised that, that that announcement wasn't made by us years ago. Uh, like, literally right. that they announced yeah, that now after right. LeBron is shocking to me. I thought... I literally thought. Well, Tiger they had Woods to go dig was it up. Already a billionaire. He,
7: he probably was, and then when everybody got excited about LeBron being a billionaire, they had to go check all the records and make sure that Tiger was as well. So that's why they went and put that information out there. Oklahoma Sooners uh, win the women's college world series over Texas. They beat their ass both nights, uh, pillar to post. They beat him up, and finally, we leave you with this: the Belmont Stakes uh, tomorrow out at the horse Boy. track, Scotty. Oh, it's a track. Um, so much buzz uh, for this race as Rich Strike, after sitting out the Preakness uh, from winning the Kentucky Derby, returns and graces us with their presence uh, here for this race tomorrow. Mo Donegal, I mean, we the people, whatever. Listen, Get me to the Ranger. This Lightning has game been
4: the worst year for horse racing that I can imagine. Awful. This is the first time you've ever seen me blow off a Triple Crown race. I just don't even care All right, fast forward for all in your face with the Forella finish. Todd and Julie Chrisley convicted of bank fraud and tax evasion. Have you ever seen their reality show? You want to punch that guy in the face. They're both facing 30 years. Never paid their taxes, stole from banks. I'm hearing they're both getting at least seven automatic alligator rips off chunk of a man's leg in Florida after he mistook it for a dog. Apple purchases the rights to an F1 film starring Brad Pitt as a Formula One driver. Searched on for three men who cut a hole and stole out of a Missouri jail in the night. Ten-year-old Florida girl accused of fatally shooting a woman who was in a fight with her mother. Semi-nude pro-choice protesters run onto the court during a Liberty WNBA game. A bunch of nude chicks running across the floor. Florida woman on trial for a knife murder of her ex-NBA executive husband. Cut him up nice and clean. Massive great white shark spotted off the Jersey Shore. 13 foot long, great white. Abortion activist strips down to her underwear during a Joel Osteen church (laughs) service. That is great. California man arrested for stealing an Olympians gold medal. Nails launches a new cheese scented nail polish with Velveeta. What could be worse than having your nails smell like Velveeta cheese? I don't know. Woman allegedly tracks her boyfriend with an apple air tap before killing him over an alleged affair. Now, that's a solid piece of work. Kansas woman accused of leading an all female ISIS battalion in Syria pleads guilty. She was from Kansas, for Christ's sakes. Dorothy, armed man arrested near Brett Kavanaugh's home, is charged with attempted murder, going to kill one of the justices of the Supreme Court. That didn't go over too well. Oklahoma Hotel says Missouri State Players baseball team broke into the hotel rooms for gross porno pictures. ESPN's Sage Steele returns to work for the first time since getting blasted by an errant DeChambeau tee shot at the PGA Championship. Word has it that Matt Barry saved her life. She did like a 10 minute thank you to the guy on TV the other day that took so long, I thought they were never gonna go to break. Snoop Dogg gave his full blunt roller a raise due to inflation. Guy rolls doobies for Snoop Dogg all day.